previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. Don't you think it would be so much better if they couldn't dunk the hot dog? I like the whole fact that they get to wet it, it bothers me. And I get that he might only then get to eat 10, and that might be the world record, and that's less exciting than whatever. What does he do? 56? I don't remember what the number is. But I don't know. I feel like that's cheating. I do. I feel like if you want to like... Not if everyone's doing it. Well, that's what I mean. Everyone shouldn't do it. And then oh. you could take a drink, but to actually dunk it in first and then eat it, which just sounds gross to me, obviously, but that's how they do it. I don't know. What do you think, sir? Picky, picky, picky. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Hey, Littles. Littles. Roxy. Yeah, Chuck. Happy Derby Day. Happy Derby Day. Happy Derby Day, all you Loyal Littles out there. I hope you don't mind. This is a very themed podcast (laughs) for us today, and I hope that's okay. For the listeners, the new listeners, they might not know, the Derby has always meant something very special to me. Yes. Because I'd say 90% of the time, it always falls on my birthday weekend, at least, or if not my birthday. Right. And so it's always been special to me. As a kid growing up, I always thought they were doing this race for me kind of thing. Yeah, so sweet. it was a very special moment with me and my dad because my dad, again, the new listeners might not know this, I grew up on horse racing tracks around the country. My parents owned harness racing horses. Yep. And so not the thoroughbreds, but... No, harness racing is so cool. My dad was into everything. Yeah. So I was into everything. And it was like a bonding moment for us. And so it's always been a big day for me growing up. So we wanted to make this episode a little special. We have so many things planned. Now, I did drop in there my birthday. Yeah. Which, once again, fell right around (laughs) the uh, derby. So before we get into our jam-packed episode, and we all know what that means, Mm -hmm. we have a really special guest, a couple special guests. Yeah. But I did have to do some thank yous. Uh-huh. First one, we forgot to do last episode. This actually came before we recorded, and I completely forgot. Well, it was here. I just didn't have – I'm a dope. Uh, <laughs> I still don't know who it came from. No. So who's the smart ass? That's yeah, what I want to know. That's We're starting what we want to know. That. Uh, I got a bottle of – it's called Timeless Serum. I've never even heard of it. I don't know what it was. I thought it was yours, Roxy. No offense. Right, I, right, I mean, right. Yeah, I didn't know. You're supposed to put it no. on your face to... I'm what, what? I moisturize and have a skincare routine. You don't. It, so, yeah, of course, I, you would think that that would be mine. Not or, at all. I didn't know, know what it was. Or uh, a gag gift from me. I don't know. No, well, it's apparently a gag gift, for, I think, from a little. Yeah. So, <laughs> please write in. Let us know who the smartass is who sent this to me because, yes, I had a big birthday two days ago. Let's get into that. Yes. I mean, Roxy, first of all, thank you personally, but I think Claire was a little sneaky and posted something in the smart and Claire funny group. Claire was a big help to me. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so she posted something in one of the groups and kept me off of it or something. Yep. So I didn't know. And we had this massive Littles family, just friends Zoom, Zoom call. call. I mean, mm-hmm. I had people from all aspects of my life. Yes. We had my friends, two of my groomsmen from yes. the wedding. Mm-hmm. We had my sisters. Yep. We had lots of littles, and yep. we had mom and dad. Your yes. mom and dad, my mom and dad. Mom and dad, Roxy. Yeah, mom and dad, Roxy, as we refer to them on the <laughs> podcast. And so everyone was there. It was so great. People yeah. I hadn't talked to in a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to start mentioning littles because there were too many, and there were there were a lot of Daves, and we we oh, there were a lot of Daves. We didn't yeah. know which Dave was which at, at one point because well, because when know, they cameras, pop on the screen, cameras yeah, yeah, you weren't can't on tell. yet, so it was really funny. We but had a good time. We had a good time. I, like I said, I don't want to start naming because I don't want to leave anyone off because yeah, there were right. a lot, and yes. it, I'm just so grateful. Yeah, and, and the, it was the such messages, a nice surprise. The it was messages, a complete surprise. Yeah, the messages that came in from people that couldn't make yeah, the Zoom. Yeah, exactly. You know, those were appreciated. Some people popped on for like 30 seconds when they really had I no know. time to. Roop. You know, well, I said we're not going to drop names. I know, but okay, he well, messaged me privately and said, I'm not going to make it. And I'm then sorry. All of a sudden and then all of a sudden I see his face on the screen. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I think he was on a soccer field or, yeah, something, yeah. or something. And I just know that I'm internally grateful. It was really sweet of you all. And it's just really appreciated. Let's get to the Derby news. Yeah. Okay, big Derby day today. I won't, unfortunately, be able to watch the race because I'm going to be on the softball field umpiring a game. (laughs) You didn't plan that very well. Well, no, and we have so many things I want to get into, but we want to get into the guests. If we have time on the back end when we do the emails and stuff, we will do it, but we've taken enough time away from this gentleman who graciously said he would come back on the podcast for five mediocre minutes. We're very fortunate. He got a lot of play this week on the big show. Mm -hmm. That's all I can say. Tony knows him well. 
We're just very, very grateful. Please welcome back to the podcast for five mediocre minutes, George Mallet. Hey, George, how's it going? It's great, and I'm thrilled to be on your show again. Yeah. I was in episode 93. Yes. Yeah, episode yes. I'm, I'm counting. <laughs> <laughs> Still top 20, right? <laughs> yeah, right, absolutely. <laughs> Mr. Rockstar of the TK Show lately. Yeah. I mean, well, same it, sentence as Andy Byers. How amazing is that? Yeah, oh, it was nothing short of a thrill to be essentially quoted by Tony Kornheiser when he's peppering Andy Byer with questions about the Kentucky Derby because – I mean, Andy Byer, like, he's the dude. Right. So, and then for him to be on the same horse as me, he and I have really very rarely been on the same horse. So this was, uh, he's too, he's too into Baffert for me. I don't like Baffert at all. So right. for him to like the horse I like is just, it's confirmation. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah. yeah. So it's been a while since we talked to you. How is everything going with you? What's going on in your personal life? Well, see, last time I talked to you, I, I was still single. I've reunited over horses with my high school crush. Stop and it. I, and I've, I've moved to Indianapolis to be with her. Uh, we married on the beach in Delaware in October. And we have two horses, both Irish sport horses. So I'm beyond blessed. I'm just, uh, wow. I'm just having so much fun. That's amazing. I mean, thank you. I, Littles, I swear, I had no idea that was no. coming. It's, I wasn't setting them <laughs> up or anything. That was. That is uh, so great. I almost at first when I said your personal life, I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. I was like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, it's yeah. If you go too far back in my personal life, it does get ugly. But okay. yeah, all so. right. So we'll just, we'll just <laughs> start there. there yeah. I'm kidding. No, <laughs> I've, I've had it. Though. Yeah, it's, it's wow. all good. And your high school crush. I know. Yeah. Well, it's so funny. I, mean, I bust on social media, but the reality is she found me on Facebook. You know, she was still married and, you know, I was in a relationship with my son's mother and, but she saw me on a horse. And so she just reached out and sent me a note on Facebook. And then we just connected and we talked about, she's got two adult sons and I had a, a little boy at the time. And, you know, we talked about what we had in common, raising boys. And, and we talked a lot about horses. I was in the process of grabbing Secretariat's grandson off the track mm. uh, to turn him into my riding horse. It was a horse I'd covered. And, and, so, and she was sort of cautioning me that I needed to be careful. And so that, that went on and on. And then years later, her husband had passed away and it kind of evolved into flirtation and then road trips. And to be at this point in my life and to be with Kathy is... It's just really nice. So, oh, that's so that's Roxy's so sweet. Roxy, Roxy, get, get me the tissues. I was gonna say, let me let's pause and get Roxy it's some like tissues here. It's like a Hallmark here. movie. I love it. <laughs> Greg, call, uh, <laughs> call Greg Garcia, right? <laughs> yeah. And the wedding was so nice because we we got married. You know, we live in Indianapolis, but we went back to Delaware. We got married on the beach there. My best friend from elementary school was the DJ. A friend of both of ours from high school, who now has a church in Harlem, was the preacher. We had family. You know, my siblings were there and her siblings were there. It was just, it was a very Delaware thing. So it was fun. So yeah. great. Um, Joe Biden did not show up. But, you know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, real quick, let's get into the, let's get to the matter at hand here. Today's Kentucky okay. Derby. Yes. What do you like? I know you have. You said you have notes on all the littles. He did his homework. He has. He said he has notes on all the horses. But let's talk maybe about the top five, or if there's like a long shot that you think could maybe come in. There is one long shot that I like, and it is he's trained by Dale Romans. And, and I, I say I like him. You know, I don't. I mean, I might put a two dollar win bet on him because that's what I did last year on Rich Strike, and it paid me one hundred sixty two bucks. So that wow. was pretty good. Yeah. Um, but. This horse is named Cyclone Mischief. He has been in the money in stakes races, but as far as victories, all he's done is win one maiden, you know, the, the first race that you win, and an allowance. But he's trained by Dale Romans, who I think is a master, and he's ridden by Joel Rosario. And Joel Rosario, is he's top of the heap. He has been anyway. So yeah. I, I'm looking at that horse going like, okay, why is he 44 to 1? I think he's better than that. So... And then I'm pretty chalky on a lot of the horses. I love the Todd Pletcher horses. I love the Brad Cox horses. Brad Cox has Angel of Empire. I like him because he broke his maiden just down the road from me at Horseshoe, Indianapolis. He's six to one last time I looked. Brad Cox is a really nice dude and a really top-notch trainer. And he's always, a, if you want to talk to Brad Cox at the racetrack, he'll talk to you, which is, oh, wow. you know, 
horse racing people are accessible. I, I like yeah. that about the game. So uh, there's a horse named Two Phils. I like him. Our main anchor in the evening is named Phil Sanchez. <laughs> and my brother is named Phil. Mm-hmm. So I know Two Phils. So I like this Two Phils horse. But the other thing is that Two Phils' brother, who's we call him Dibs, but his racing name was Hard Pass, is stabled at the same barn as our horses. And he was a crappy racehorse, but he's a good eventing horse and he's beautiful mm-hmm. and he's smart and his owner loves him. So I'm thinking, well, hey, you know, you're, uh, your little brother's in the Kentucky Derby tomorrow. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of fun. But mm-hmm. I'm holding off on telling you the horse I really like. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, just, Roxy and I are going to make our picks too. Now, I've got the list here. Now, I'm going purely by name because I am not on top of the Kentucky Derby stuff. And I, we okay. don't, all we have is a list of names, Littles. We don't, and the odds. We don't have like the parents and the, right. you know, the trainers well, and all that stuff. And, which... and, and you know what? It's, this is the Kentucky Derby. There are not any lousy horses in this race. Right. These There's are, that too. Yeah. Right. These are good. You know, so, and the thing about this race, I, you know, I, I went down to, um, to Horseshoe, and I was talking to some of the trainers down there, and the prevailing sentiment is that there is Tim Glishaw is who I'm the guy I talked to. Tim is a he's been a Grade One stakes winning trainer. He's a super available guy, and he says that there's not really any speed in this race, so that makes it anyone's race because the closers usually count on pace up front, and horses getting tired, mm-hmm. and then they close on that. They're right. not going to have anything to close on. So some long shot arguably could get loose on the lead and win the whole thing. Wow. Um, okay. I'm of the belief that that favors certain horses. So. Okay. Okay. Um, All right. Roxy, yeah. you want to go first? You got, you want to do like top three? Do you have to have three? Like? Uh, I was just going to say, I think I need to give a top three. Okay. Go. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, win, play, show. What do you got? <laughs> I like Skinner. Okay. Okay. Oh, Skinner's out. He's scratched. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, I see I'm that. sorry. No. Yeah. That just happened. I liked him too. He's trained by John Sheriffs, who uh, trained Giacomo, who won the 2005 yeah. Derby. And I heard him on a on a horse race. I'm a geek. I was listening to the horse racing <laughs> podcasts last week, and he was confident in that horse's ability. So I don't know what went wrong, but he scratched. Okay. Like, well, I'll right, replace yeah. him with Hit Show. Okay. Okay. Hit Show's trained by my man Brad Cox. He's better than 35 to one. Okay. So, which right. is what they had him at last time I looked. So, right. and I like um, Sun Thunder and Rocket Can. Okay. Like right. Rocket okay. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. Well, Rocket Can is trained by Bill Mott, okay. and Bill Mott is a pro. Yeah. Who was your other horse? The, uh, Sun Thunder. Sun Thunder. Kenny Kenny McPeak, uh, another good trainer. They're both longer. I mean, yeah. thirty-six to one for a Ken McPeak horse. Thirty-eight to one for a Bill Mott horse. Yeah. Come on. Okay. Yeah. That's why. I, that's why I, I don't love know the what the numbers you're like, mean. It's you're not fine. talking our language. I just so. like the names. That's okay. Yeah. All right. So, so mine are. I'm gonna just give you all three. All right. So mine. One of mine was Hit Show as well. Now the reason I didn't want to put that first because he's on. He's in the one hole. So mm-hmm. he's coming on the rail. So I didn't know if that was. Eh, that's always risky. But then I also liked Forte. And Forte is the. F- I believe he's the favorite. Oh. So, oh okay. Oh um, yeah. And he's. He won the. Yeah, he won the Florida Derby, so he's good. He's a, and he's trained by Todd Pletcher, so I yeah. just liked it because it meant loud. Yeah, Forte. forte. Let's play yeah. that Forte go, so in the musicians' perfect. world. Yeah. I told you I was going by names here. All right, and my last <laughs> one was just verifying. I know it's another long mm-hmm. shot. I just I don't know. There's something about it popped in when I saw him. Mm-hmm. I like the name. Mm-hmm. So I've heard good things about this horse in terms of how he looks in the morning. He dumped his rider yesterday morning. Wow. I, I think it was yesterday morning and ran off. <laughs> That's they good had, luck, uh, right? They, they, I, well, I, you know, sometimes <laughs> some of these horses that are up on their toes are, you know, really, they, they show up on race day. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I would never, I mean, honestly, it's more likely that something would go wrong as a result of that than it's a positive. But right. I like verifying. Yeah. Okay. So your turn. Now, Littles, you don't listen to that. Don't go to the, <laughs> that, no. don't go to the betting window with that. Definitely don't okay. listen to me. No. So now, no, now you want to pay attention. I've almost picked one that's already scratched. Yeah, well, so. you did pick one that was already scratched. Well, okay. Yeah. Um, All right, here we go. What do you got? Uh, my horse is Derma Sotogake. Yep. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on the big show talking. Yeah, we about heard about this. that. On the um, big show, yeah. Well, I'm not on there, but well, right. But I'm being quoted, and uh, he won the UAE Derby. Now, here's a couple of qualifying statements I should make. No horse has ever won the UAE Derby and come to the Kentucky Derby and even been in the money. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, the other thing never is, won, no, but okay, not even in the money. No, never, never even been in the money. Never made the board. And then the other thing is, no horse 
has ever won from the 17 post. That's wow. the only post like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the post he drew. I find that meaningless, honestly, because horses have won out of the 16 and horses have yeah. won out of the 18. Yeah. So yeah. And people have won from their horses have won from the 20. So I don't think there, there's a little bit of a challenge to get good position when you're that far out because you want to get into good, at least stalking position by the time you get into that first turn. Mm-hmm. But I, I like this horse and everything. He is the buzz horse on the backside. Everything you hear about him is that he's been there since the UAE Derby. They brought him right over from Dubai. He loves the surface. The Japanese train their horses so differently than we do. They have them out on the track all morning, just doing different stuff, schooling in the paddock or in the gate and galloping and trotting. And uh, last year, the Japanese horse Crown Pride was doing dressage in the mornings. I mean, (laughs) I just, I love this because the horses get to be horses. Yeah. And I would argue, you know, just knowing, you know, I'm no expert on racing, but knowing horses, I, I think the horses are probably happier. So I'm, I'm all about Dermasota. And he's a beautiful horse. He's, yeah. he's chestnut and mm. he's, he's a rippled, massive thoroughbred <laughs> perfection. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, George, so, can't thank you enough for the, the, input. the insight. Yeah. You know, this has been great. But before you take off, let's plug your website again and all that stuff. Oh, if you want to see my show, it's Lifestyle Live, and it's LifestyleLive.tv. The only punctuation is the .tv, LifestyleLive.tv. And we're on, you can stream us live at 10 o'clock every morning Eastern time. And uh, I'm at George Mallet on Twitter. I post stuff all the time there. And I'm George.Mallet on Instagram, and I post junk there, too. So, okay. so check us out. All uh, right. Well, George. Thank you so much again for coming on for five mediocre minutes. Yes. They're five great minutes, of course. <laughs> I know. So we really appreciate it. Chuck, Roxy, it was awesome to catch up. All right, Littles, you're not going to want to go anywhere. About a week ago, if you were listening to a certain national broadcast, yep. you might have heard a lecheserie. Yep. We're going to hear all about it. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. You're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Roxy. Steve Oswald, episode two. Remember, because it's NBA playoff time, fear the D. Uh, forget it. Go, Brewers. If you ask me. Listen up, we are being played in this episode by Mark Bryan from Hootie and the Blowfish and the Screaming Trojans. Now, how the heck we got permission to play this is because this song is actually written by loyal little Steve Lipton. Steve Lipton, episode 47. Now, if you like what you hear, you can find their stuff all over the place. But if you want to know about locally in the DMV when they're going to be playing next, the best thing I would say is I found this website called ConcertFix.com. So just head on over there and search Mark Bryan and the Screaming Trojans, and you can sign up, and they will give you alerts when they're playing their next gig in town. Now, we haven't played this song in a while, so we thought it was time for a return for our big Derby Day episode. And as always, most importantly, we'll play the full song, Miracle Man, written by Steve Lipton, episode 47, performed by Mark Bryan and the Screaming Trojans at the end of the podcast. If your yesterdays are filled with sorrow If you need to cheat, cheat, bear, steal or borrow All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And Roxy. Yeah, Chuck. 
How's, I don't think since the Great Zucchini. No, this had, is amazing. We, I'm very excited. Well, met this person yesterday. Yeah. And we're recording the day after. Yeah. And we couldn't be more excited. We'll get into all that. Please welcome to the podcast, Tom Hart. Hey, Tom, how's it going? Yeah, I, I am so thrilled right now. I couldn't be more happy unless I was actually watching the Great Zucchini. So this <laughs> is a true honor to be to be with you guys today and to get to know you. Well, this is exciting for us because yes. you kind of blew up Little's World. I, I, overnight. Well, now it's, yeah, overnight. We should say overnight because we're not sure when this is actually going to air. But why don't we introduce you? Take a second, introduce yourself to all the loyal Littles out there. Sorry, my name is Tom Hart. I live in Atlanta, Georgia. I am a father of three and a husband. And in my free time to pay the bills, I'm a play-by-play announcer for ESPN. Yeah. So my current schedule has me calling XFL games, which is why I was in D.C. recently, and also college baseball. So that's where I am now. In the fall, it's Southeastern Conference football. In the winter, it's a lot of college basketball. And year-round, I listen to the show on a regular basis, <laughs> not necessarily for sports news, but because Tony and company have such a great rapport and a great community that expands to include all of these wonderful littles. And I just think it's an awesome community that keeps me entertained all the time. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. We're going to tease all of that. Yes. We promise Liz, we'll get back, but we want to actually meet you real quick. So where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? Are you originally from Atlanta? No, I'm originally from Columbia, Missouri. I went Ooh. to the University of Missouri, sure. home of a marching band that everyone has heard uh, yes. know, every couple weeks. Yep. Grew up in Columbia, graduated from Mizzou, so I was always a college town kind of guy. Just loved that atmosphere of being near a, the energy of a college campus. And then my career bounced me around a few places, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Knoxville, Tennessee, before my wife and I settled here in Atlanta. Nice. Okay. And why did you pick Atlanta? Oh, gosh. We were looking for something a little bit bigger than Knoxville, Tennessee at the time. We just we had a newborn with us, and my wife's job gave her an opportunity to come to this city. And now we've you know made it our own, like many people have, and the world's busiest airport with all my traveling. I can get anywhere I need to yeah. be uh, with a 25-minute drive to the airport and direct flights just about anywhere. That's so it's, it's a lifesaver for someone who travels. Yeah, it's the Delta Hub, right? That's right. Yeah, okay. Now, what was your major in college? I was a communications major by day, bartender by night. Missouri is home to a world-renowned journalism school, and that was always my goal. But it's also very tough to get into. So I was happy to go the communications route and keep my bartending life going strong. And people ask me all the time, how did you get to this wonderful job at ESPN? And I said, I don't know. I think I lucked my way into it Mm -hmm. just by trying to be conversational while being a bartender for a number of years through college. And here I am. Yeah, I always find that interesting how most people in journalism never study journalism in college. And I think that's so intriguing. And it's because I always say that was my, you know, when you say if you could redo your life or do something different, that's exactly what I would have done. I would have gone into journalism mm-hmm. now that I know what I know. I mean, I'm, I'm glad I do what I do and I did what I did. But yeah. that is the one thing I always say, because I got to take a journalism class in high school, believe it or not. It was one of those extra curricular things. Mm -hmm. And oh my gosh, I absolutely fell in love with it. And it was mainly because of the teacher. You know, you have that one English teacher and it changes your life. And Connie Malone, shout out. She taught that class and oh my gosh, we loved it. Because we got to do the, you know, the Saturday Night Live news update, (laughs) weekly update. And we do that once a week and they would play it on the VCR with the rolling cart with the TV in the lobby as the kids were coming in on the Friday. You know, you did everything. You produced it. You did the behind the scenes. One person was the camera person. And then we all, you know, you alternated. Each week you were something different. So So we had that same thing at my high school, Rockbridge High School in Columbia, Missouri, except we didn't have the video component, but it was a a weekly radio show. And the setup Ah. was, and this was my first taste of broadcasting. The setup was... One week you're the host, the next week you're the feature reporter, the next week you're the editor, just as you're describing. Well, I was um, I was big into athletics in high school, and I was currently injured from my basketball team, which kind of plays a role in all of this. And I was tapped to be the host for week one. And as we prepared for that first show, late in that week, our teacher had to go to the hospital, and we ended up with a substitute for the rest of the semester. Oh. And the substitute, a very nice English teacher named Miss Miller came in, and she said, guys, I don't have the knowledge base or the wherewithal to add a class and then do all of this changeover every week. Just keep your jobs. Tom, you're the host for the entire season. Wow. Which was fantastic. <laughs> 
right? So I get all these reps and the way we would do it is we'd put the show together and I would edit it at the end of the week. I'd come down from basketball practice because I couldn't play and I'd edit it and I'd go to the local radio station and I'd drop off what was a cassette tape in the overnight box and it would air Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Wow. Well, lo and behold, about two months into the semester, I'm leaving basketball practice on a Saturday morning and I get in a fender bender with a very nice elderly couple. And I'm embarrassed because it's my fault. I pulled in front of them and we're exchanging insurance information and they see my driver's license and they said, are you the Tom Hart from KFRU AM, the Sunday morning show? And my mind was blown. I got home. I admitted to my parents I got the fender bender. I was trying to calculate how mad my dad was going to be. Uh-huh. He was still upset because I cost the family money. My mother absolutely loved the story, Aww. and that was the beginning of the end for me. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. then I'm going to tell our story. As yesterday, a bunch of little started reaching out to us. We're going to get to the story in a second about why they're like, you have to get this guy on the podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We did that. I find you. I reach out to you. I'd already been following you on Twitter. But I messaged you, and I knew you wouldn't probably see it, but somehow I tweeted at you regardless, and your response was, is this the Chuck and Roxy? I mean, you did the same thing to us. I know. It was so great. Because you've never heard this podcast before, but you knew who Chuck and Roxy yeah. were, so we were thrilled. The reputation precedes you, ah. right? <laughs> well, let's find out how you know about Chuck and Roxy, and let's talk about Tony. How did you become a little, and where did you first encounter Tony and all that? Well, Tony's history is really interesting from my perspective because as a wannabe journalism student and a wannabe sportscaster, I've been watching him for years on ESPN, right? Decades. And listen to the original show. What, what I, in my mind, was the original, which was on ESPN radio. Obviously, locally, he's had more and others and befores and afters. And then I got to be honest, I just, I don't know how I discovered the podcast. I think I just stumbled onto it. I know a lot of his regular guests. I work with a lot of his regular guests. I see them uh, when I'm at events. And I just began to love the show, not just for the information that I get from Pat Forty and Tim Kirchin and all these sports guys that, that I work with that I know and I appreciate their opinions and knowledge, but also this community that is so wide and so random that I've pitched the show to my father-in-law. I said, you've got to listen to it when uh-huh. you're in the car. You're going to love this guy. He's so much like you, all the way down to the golf. I talk about it ad nauseum with my wife. And now my kids are to the point, especially after a long trip, when I'm back and forth running school carpool, I like to try to keep the radio off and talk to them. But longer trips, they'll say, all right, let's listen to Kornheiser. Nice. Let's put it on. This guy's funny. Oh, so cool. that's probably them just placating dad and trying to pretend like what dad likes is cool to them which i'm totally fine with yeah yeah that's amazing that's so fun all right and one real quick thing before we take a quick break now we like doing this because you're from kind of all over and you travel a lot and you work for espn which i always Mm -hmm. find interesting and you call games which we're going to get into where does your sports fandom lie oh that's a great question so i grew up in a college town i was always a college sports fan i Grew up going to Missouri basketball games and University of Missouri football games. I bought my own season tickets to uh, Missouri football when I was 13 years old using money that I bought, that I got from mowing lawns and, and working odd jobs. So that was my passion early on. And whether it was luck or design or someone else working behind the scenes, when my career started to take shape, I was directed either by passion or knowledge base or efficiencies, of which I'm not aware, towards the college side. So prior to ESPN, I worked at the Big Ten Network. Before the Big Ten Network, I worked at a place called CBS College Sports. But I was always, even though I've called professional games as well, I've always had my foundation on the college side. Nice. So that now kind of your fandom changes when you work in it every day, as right. I'm sure you guys can appreciate. And I've kind of drifted away from pulling for my favorite teams. And now I pull for my favorite people, you know, coaches and players that I get oh, to know I that I have relationships yes. with. Yeah. I want to see them do well. Right. So that's the summary of how fandom gets impacted when you work in the industry. Right. Gotcha. Interesting. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So it never impacts though, what games you get assigned though, right? Anything like that? No, it doesn't impact the games I get assigned. And I work with 
analysts in all of my sports who at one point or another end up calling games of their alma mater too. And oh. and I end up on some Missouri games. And usually it doesn't impact, it never impacts the way I call the game. What can be hard at times is trying to keep it from impacting your emotions during the moment. <laughs> and I'll, yes. give, I'll give you a quick example. The Georgia Bulldogs have won the national championship in consecutive years. They are an amazing powerhouse program. And Missouri football, generally speaking, has always been kind of the lower level and gotten the dirt kicked in their face by the big guys. Yeah. Well, our crew had a game with Georgia at Missouri this past fall. And it got to a point late in the second quarter where I said just in my own head, oh, my gosh, Missouri can win this game. How am I going to handle this? How am I going to keep from the fandom in me coming up? Because not only would I be heavily criticized and rightfully so, but I live in Atlanta and I have a lot of friends that are Georgia grads and Georgia fans that would be acutely aware of any sort of presentation that wasn't directly down the middle. So yeah. that helped keep me in line. But I, there was a moment where I got really excited for my alma mater and what it might mean for the people that I know that work there and the coach there and, yeah. and how big a win that would have been. Sure. Yeah, I could never do that. I don't think I could ever do <laughs> yeah. it. We're diehard Red Sox fans. And if I was ever like assigned a, a Yankees Red Sox game seven. Oh, there's no there's way. No way. You'd there's be no unbiased. way. Yeah. Yep. No way. You know, it's yeah. funny. One of our littles out there, Joe Magnu, he's a camera operator yeah. for sporting events. And we went into depth in his interview about that, about how, how to keep it he under was, wraps. He's yeah. a, I, oh, forgive me, Joe, if I got this wrong. I believe Guardian. he's a Guardians fan. And back in game when they were playing the Cubs in the World Series, he was at game seven, I believe. But there's a couple times. And where he was he, working it? Yes. And the fan? ball's going out. And he can't even because, you know, he's got to stay focused like on the batter. He was like the camera in left field, so you get the shot rounding first base kind of yes. thing. And his and, job is to follow the, the Yeah, and so he can't even tell if the, you know, he had, basically he'd say, oh, I'd have to go based on the crowd noise or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, then I'd kind of know what happened, but mm -hmm. I didn't really know what happened. So, so I, I could never do it. I admire you all. So yeah. anyway, <laughs> we've got so much more to get into. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Rox. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast and Roxy. This is incredible. We haven't even gotten into the meat the, and potatoes I yet. I know. We're, we're excited. So let's jump right in because I am intrigued. Now, you might not be able to talk too much about this. I would love to know your insights just about the XFL in general because let me preface this. Chuck's been on board since day one. Chuck's okay? a big fan. Not really a fan let's of the XFL. Well, not, a, <laughs> not really a fan of the XFL, Roxy, but what I thought because... Obviously, our podcast listeners, the majority, are from the DMV because of Tony and all that. So here I'm thinking, okay, they don't really have too much to root for during the NFL season. Oh, my gosh, D.C. has an XFL team. So when the XFL started, I'm like, I don't have a team. I'm all in. Let's go, D.C. Defenders. Let's go. And I'm getting, like, a lot of crap for that, okay, because everyone's laughing at me and they're like, it's the XFL, Chuck. Come on, man. So two things I have to say real quick, and then I'm going to turn it over to you, was we got an email just a couple episodes ago about how if the XFL wants to be taken seriously, they can't let a team that was four and six or whatever their record was in the playoffs. Four and seven, maybe? I don't remember. And now they're in the Super Bowl of the XFL, which I think is hilarious, okay? <laughs> but, you know, also, they're just the, I don't know, the whole, I liked the beer snake thing. I just, everything about DC, I really liked. And then, so, of course, we're watching the game. And hearing you, but didn't even know it was you. Right. And you throw out a lachiserie. So yeah. let's go into all of that. Where did that come from? I'd love to know. I don't know if you can answer that. I would love to know what you really think about the XFL. I don't know if you can say. Sure. Okay, go ahead. Okay, well, yeah, let's start big picture with the XFL. First of all, I was on a broadcast crew in previous iteration of the XFL, which mm -hmm. was in the winter of twenty. And then we got five games in and the pandemic shut yep. the whole thing down. Mm -hmm. yep. And it was a blast. I love the people I work with. A lot of times, and I don't want to go too deep into the weeds here, but at a sports production company, it's not just the event you're working, but it's how much it matters to the company. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I've been lucky to be on events that obviously matter to the company. And this one matters a ton. They spend a, a lot of money on it. They put a lot of resources into it. And the resources and the production value as you guys, I know, understand, that's what the real payoff is, right? You've got yeah. all these bells and whistles and toys and a great, fantastic professional crew. 
that's dedicated to it. And we're together for, it'll be 12 weeks total because we're doing the championship game in San Antonio. So yeah, I was really excited about it. And early in the season, we got a chance to meet co-owned by Dwayne, the rock Johnson. Uh, Mm -hmm. We don't call him the rock. We can call him DJ and had a chance to meet DJ and have a couple calls with him and the rest of the ownership group and their passion for football is what really makes it pay off. You know, he played, The Rock played college football at the University of Miami. And so before he got into this crazy entertainment world and now maybe the most recognizable movie star out there currently, his background is football. And then mix that in with the entertainment background, what he learned in years of being a star wrestler. It's been a blast. The football is really good. The crowds have been great. The television ratings have been fantastic. And quite frankly, I'm kind of a football junkie. So, and all the people I work with are, so it's, it just kind of extends the season for us. Yeah. And I like some of the alternate rules. I mean, I do miss kicking field goals and things like that, but as far as the one, two, three point conversions, things like that, I just like the options. I don't know how I feel about the keeping the ball forever. Fourth and 15. Is that what it is? Fourth and 15 onside kick. kick. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that because I feel like, well, I guess, you know, people would say, well, you got to play defense if you want the ball back, Mm -hmm. but to not even give the other team a chance. I don't know. There are some of the rules I really like. I don't know. It's just really different. Now, my main question is, you're not assigned a team, right? Correct. Okay. Correct. Our crew does whatever game is on ABC or ESPN that weekend. There are four crews. We're the A crew, so we'll be doing the championship game, and we did one of the two division championship nice. games, right. obviously the North Division. So ABC. you're doing the Super Bowl of the XFL? Yeah, I don't know that that's what we're calling no, it. No, of course Probably you're not. not. <laughs> uh, <they> would, <laughs> that's yeah, what idiots so like me would call it. Trademark right. infringement. Right. <laughs> yeah, we could, but we'll certainly take suggestions on how we could name it. Right. That's so exciting. I wasn't even sure. I didn't even know if I was going to ask that question because I was like, oh, I don't want to like embarrass the guy. Yeah. Like, I didn't yeah. know what to call it either. The other night or last week I asked Chuck, is there going to be a bowl for this? And he was like, what are you talking about? Like, uh, I it's said like that it'll be the championship a game. Bowl. <laughs> but how exciting is that? But so you get based on what network has the game. Yes. Yeah, essentially. And now there's other oh, things that sure. go into that from a travel yeah. schedule and work in the truck get and all that stuff. But right. Yeah. We, theoretically, now it's a short season. It's only 10 weeks of the yeah. regular season. But theoretically, we would go to every site in the league. We didn't go to Seattle this year and we didn't have a chance to get to D.C. until we got to the playoffs. And we all looked at each other and we said, all right, well, this is number one on our list next year. We've got to come to D.C. more than just once yeah. because the stadium is great. The hotels are fantastic. The restaurants are great. It's easy in and out for all of us. Nothing against any other location. Right. But listen, the thing about being a sportscaster is you want to be where the games matter. That's what I love about calling SEC football on Saturday nights. The games matter to the people who pour into these stadiums and come to these college towns every week. And so that was what was fun about being in D.C. is the crowd is so into it. Maybe they're only into getting as many coarse lights in their belly as they can and <laughs> feeding the beer snake. But that's fine, too, because right. they're, they're there. The, yeah, they're there. And they're, yeah. they're, they're there. They're loud. They're energetic. It was a great experience. Yeah, as long well, as they behave and having a good time, yeah. that's all that matters. Yeah. You know. So now, can we get into the ultimate moment? Now, did you have this in your back pocket all season or just yesterday? I mean, did you get in trouble? Like, are you allowed to pretty much, I mean, within reason, obviously, say whatever you want to say? Did you have to explain what La Cheeserie meant to people? Those are all great <laughs> questions. And <laughs> I will let out a little bit of my broadcast philosophy state slash secret is, and it goes back to when I was, I was a little kid watching sports. And I thought it was the coolest thing when the announcers mentioned my hometown mm-hmm. or the high school from of which I knew in our area where a star player was from or something along those lines. And I just thought, look at this, we're on the map, aren't we? So once again, I do a lot of SEC football. I've gotten to know these towns really well and people in all of these 14 towns throughout the Southeast and other campuses that I spend my time at. But I think people like to know that you're not just parachuting in, checking into the hotel and checking out as soon as you can. So If there is a steakhouse we went to or a famous lunch place that they Mm. have or did I go by, did I see the duck pond on my way to lunch when I was walking around downtown? Those are things that I can mention as a play-by-play announcer that don't distract from the fan who's unaware. But those that are aware and that are in on it, 
they really seem to get a kick out of it. That's right. And, yeah. and it helps me engage the fan base. Sure. Gotcha. So I try to do that most places. This particular drop just kind of came to me in the moment. <laughs> so I was lucky that I was able to execute it. That's awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, and was this your first DC Defenders game? Yes, it was my first DC Defenders game. Our crew didn't get a chance to come here in 20 when our previous iteration. So I was excited about the crowd. I was excited about the atmosphere. And I think it was in the second quarter. Now, here's the other thing. I also find it truly authentic. I don't explain to my partners, even if I come up with a plan in the middle of the game, it's such a small snippet of a three-hour broadcast, you know, two words or one sentence. Yeah. I don't have time to turn to my right and look to my friend Greg McElroy, who I'm calling the game with, and say, hey, Greg, if I mention the words <laughs> La Cheeserie, this is a, an homage to Tony Kornheiser's podcast and all of the fans who are maybe Defenders fans could react to it or even nationally folks. I don't. I just blurt it out. And if my partner catches on to it and they react to it or they're aware it's better or can add to it. But mostly it's just me entertaining myself and those that are on the inside and we just move right along. So the way it occurred, I don't know if you could really hear the crowd. Could you guys hear the crowd before my moment? Because the raucous fan base where the fear snake is, they were chanting at Seattle. And I don't want to use a bad word on the podcast, but they were saying F Seattle, right? Seattle. And my impression was that, well, that's being heard over our crowd mics and over the airwaves. A truly professional broadcaster would have just ignored it and move on. And I said, well, here is a perfect opportunity because there's some TK salutes coming out of the crowd as well. (laughs) That might be a little bit more specific. But I thought a hearty la cheeserie to the Seattle team would be enough of an explanation that even if you didn't really get the joke, you would understand the meaning behind it. Right, yeah, right, yeah. right. Well, so cool. It was excellent, like I said. And when people heard it, Littles lost their minds. Oh, yeah. Tweeting us and, and on Facebook and just being mm-hmm. like, you have to get this guy on. It, it must be. Is he a Little? He must be. You right. Know? No one knew. No yeah. one really knew. Yeah. So now they know because of the Loyal Littles podcast, which yes. is very exciting. That's what <laughs> makes us excited about what we do. If you happen to start listening to any of these, our 200th episode, which was very special to Roxy and I, we are big Survivor fans. Yep. So I'm guessing you might know Rick Devins because he's from down there. He was a contestant. He's actually worked. He was a news reporter. Yep. And he was a contestant. And after he won one of the challenges, he yelled out La Cheeserie yeah. on national television. And everyone was talking and about everyone it. Like, lost their what minds. did he say? What is he saying? Right. And then all of the littles were like, oh, my gosh. So the producers, though, actually had to call him and be like, OK, what can we this air mean? this? Is this like a negative thing? You know, what what does this mean? And he's, <laughs> he's just like, like, it's the stupidest <laughs> thing you'll ever hear in your life. But yes, you can air it, you yeah. know, kind of thing. Yeah. So anyway, there's been a bunch, but this is another one. This is probably our second or third. You know, obviously there was the Tiger Woods incident, Uh you know, when he hit the player and the guy looked at the camera and went, we've also been able to have Michael Sands on the podcast. We've been very fortunate. That's all I'm going to say. And La has taken us a long way and now it's connected us to you. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for taking the time. Now we can't let you go without some fun, dumb questions. We hope that's okay. Let's do it. All right, here we go. Roxy, start us off. If you could travel anywhere in the world, where would it be? Anywhere in the world. I really want to go to Alaska sometime Mm. soon. I haven't done it yet. We've been kicking around the idea of a family cruise to Alaska. Nice. So that's number one on my list. Excellent. Now, you'll also notice, we we didn't preface this, you know, how we all know TK Show is smart and funny. We're the fun and dumb podcast, so I ask the dumb (laughs) questions. Uh, If you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you want to be? That's a fantastic question. I mean, my first inclination would be Mickey Mouse. Like, doesn't everybody want to be number one, right? Like, go straight to the top. You have your own magic kingdom. You have an entire world named after you. But in reality, it would probably be someone further down the line. I'm trying to think of cartoon character. Who was the guy that was the little guy that was in the rocket ship? I'm picturing like a, oh. a little oh, Martian, uh, Marvin, the Martian, Marvin, the Martian. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sign me up to be Marvin, the Martian. Okay. I want okay. to be that guy. And I, plus, I feel like he's a little misunderstood. All right. What would you do if you were invisible for a day? Oh, my goodness. This is a wonderful. First of all, so I have 
essentially three teenagers right now, 16, 14, and 12. I would follow them around to see what they really do with their day. Uh -huh. Because usually when teenagers get home and you say, yep. hey, how was your day or what happened? Or even if you get a really creative question that you think you're going to force an answer, you never truly know. And yeah. I don't want to spy on them. I just want to see what they do. Yeah. The biggest mystery of my life is what my kids do every day. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right. Like, who are they in the world? Yeah. You know, you know right. who they are at home, but who are they in the world? But you said not the most sexiest, but that is one of the most frequent answers. It is. It's usually it is. follow my kids or just be a fly on the wall somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, let's end with some uh, rapid fire. Coke or Pepsi? Oh, I'm in Atlanta. That's, it is a yeah. that is a no brainer. I'm I'm partially offended you even had to ask. Uh, okay, all right, fair <laughs> enough. Should we just leave it? We won't even answer it because people should know, right? If I'm being <laughs> honest, yes, yeah. They if, I, if I'm being honest, it was the first one on the list. That's why yeah, I said it. Yeah. So, all right, what's next? Crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Smooth. So right. I have nothing against crunchy peanut butter, but I'm a smooth guy. Okay. And if I were at your house and you only offered crunchy, I'd be more than happy to take it. All right. All right, Tom. Some of us call that on this podcast. We call that Will Bonding the Question. Yep. Okay. So. <laughs> well, because I knew the question was coming. All right. I knew it was going to happen. Okay. <laughs> Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. No question. Uranus jokes. Not funny or never not funny? Never not funny. Yes. Excellent. Perfect. All right, Tom. Well, listen, we can't thank you enough for coming on to Meet the Littles. What can we plug for you? I'm going to start, though. We're all going to be watching the whatever we're calling it, the XFL championship game, because yes. you're doing it. Yeah. So that's exciting. What else can we plug for you? How can people get in touch with you if you want to be gotten in touch with? I am on Twitter at Tom underscore Hart. I love interacting with viewers. I Sometimes I'll even do it in game which once again, I should not admit uh, publicly. <laughs> and then my, in <laughs> I don't have my blue check mark there. So if you find me, it's really the real me. I still do possess it on Instagram. And that is Tommy, T-O-M-M-I-E-H. So my last name, Hart, Tommy H 44. And I would, I would love to pick up some followers from this experience. And, and you can find me calling college baseball in the meantime, but a great opportunity to plug that championship game, which is Saturday, May 13th. Saturday night on ABC. Which your DC defenders are in it. Yes. Right? Now they're playing. Are they playing Arlington? Is that who made it? They're playing Arlington. Okay. That's correct. The team right. with the losing record overall, as you pointed yes. out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be interesting. So cool. we'll see. All right. Well, Tom, thanks again. We really appreciate the time. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Over. 100%. If you're under, you're a psychopath. <laughs> I hope you guys aren't unders. <laughs> well, Roxy, she will bonds the question. She says she's, quote, adaptable. I grew up in under because that's what we did with cats <laughs> and small children. But Chuck was an over, so I said, fine. When I'm with you, it'll be over. When I go home to Connecticut, it'll be under. But I've said this a bazillion times. When the mother-in-law comes over, I switch it yes. because I'm not stupid. So there you go. <laughs> I'm dumb. I'm just not stupid. I think it deserves a further breakdown. And the family dynamic, like moving it for the mother-in-law, is just pure genius. That's just, that's just smart. <laughs> that's just smart ball well, right you. there. You hear that, listeners? But the problem with the under, the depends on the viscosity of whatever ball bearings or turning spring you have in there because one pole could unravel the entire <laughs> roll and nobody needs that. No, but that <laughs> happens when it's over. No. You see the cat pawing at it and if it's over, it just keeps unraveling. <laughs> Rox, I think smart people can agree to disagree. Okay. But and also Tom, smart great. people know that over is right. Tom, we're going to give you some time on this, okay? And as you know, on PTI, there's a segment called Five Good Minutes. On our podcast, we have a segment called Five Mediocre Minutes where we bring people back. So we would love to have that happen yes. sometime. Yeah. So whenever you're ready, we can have Anytime. you Anytime. All right. True honor. Thank you guys so much. And thanks for reaching out. All right, all you loyal listeners. We'll be right back. This is Rob Dundon, and you are listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTSC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And Roxy. <laughs> that was so good. That was amazing. Yeah. Thank you, Tom. Like we said, Littles, that happened with an instant. He did the broadcast on Sunday. He's yep. on his flight back from D.C. to Atlanta, because that's where he lives. Mm -hmm. And 
I just randomly, I it was a you shot in the dark. You know, it's one of those things where not since, like I said, since the great zucchini. Yes. Have we gotten that kind of turnaround? It literally was the next day we were interviewing him. He was yep. so gracious. He said, well, first he was actually, this was kind of fun. He was a little starstruck, Roxy. <laughs> so because he hears our names on the big show all the time. Thanks to you, Littles. Thank yes. you. And he was just so excited that we reached out to him to want to talk to him. And it's such a great time. It really was. So mm-hmm. we really appreciate you coming on mm-hmm. and taking the time to tell your story to the Littles. Now let's get to the emails. I do have some good birthday stories. Yeah, you do. A, a couple in particular. <laughs> we're not going to be able to get to all of them. No. But we if, can you, sprinkle them. if you were on the Zoom call, you actually got a little uh, teaser, yeah. I guess is how we'll call it. Or spoiler alert, if you want to yep. call it that, because yep. I told these stories. Yeah. But they were all excited about that. They seemed like, oh, we'll get a little inside. So we might. <laughs> (laughs) not even get to it this episode but uh first i wanted to go back we love the one thing we love about this podcast is the feedback you give us about these episodes yes and things you didn't know about the meet the littles guest Mm -hmm. and things like that so we heard from a bunch of people but we picked a few the first one's in response to chris allman our most recent episode 227 meet the littles guest and steve osbolt episode two just says wow when you said it would be a great episode you weren't just whistling dixie he's like (laughs) i know i know i'll see myself out well we needed a good dad joke we didn't do any of those at the beginning so there you go all right then back to robin oh robin episode 226 we heard from ed butt episode 51 he said how great is robin i'm sure there was even more great conversation off air and on the cutting room floor (laughs) yeah there might have been yeah just a little bit he says Wibby, or I forget, I think it's Wibby, will be a great place for Summer Littles, wherever she's hosting the yep. Summer Littles. He says, oh, yes, she knits. Yes, knits really complex things that could be worn in a Paris fashion show. And you've seen her baking on Instagram. It tastes even better. Here's hoping she can schedule a meeting around Jingle Fest. That would be amazing. Yeah. Any chance you can make it to the 4 p.m. Nats game on Wednesday? So we already wrote back to him and said, we don't think we're going to get into town that early. Right. We are just for the little so that you know. We are trying our best. Roxy's schedule is a little crazy. I can actually, I'm in a position now where I'm doing a lot of work, not entertainment. I'm doing a lot of umpiring, refereeing. I can ask for the time off. That's easier this time. When you're doing eight shows a week, you know, on Broadway or off Broadway, you can't really do that. Yes. So we're hoping you can get some time off. We're really hoping we're going to try to get down there for Jingle Golf on Friday morning, mm-hmm. obviously then Mingle Fest mm-hmm. and the rest of the festivities for the weekend. We're trying. Yes. We'll keep you updated. Yep. But unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get down there on Wednesday. on Wednesday. That's a little too early. Mm-hmm. But we love Love, love, love that you are just stretching this out. I know. Eventually, Jingle Fest is going to be a week. Yeah. It's and then maybe be... a month. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. A month, <laughs> I don't know. Then we might get sick of each other. We don't want that. <laughs> this is ongoing. Here's another ongoing thing from previous episodes. Steve from Tennessee wrote in. He said, I think Roxy might be thinking of Tattoo from Fantasy Island. I'm not. I, I know exactly who you're <laughs> thinking, and it's not him. I. <sighs> Yeah. It's unfortunate. I think I made it up. I think he was maybe an imaginary friend. Yeah, this maybe. Tutu, Tutu character. Tutu. I don't know. Like Tootie. Tootie maybe you mix it up with Tootie. No, it's definitely. Did I no. say it right? Yes. Tutu came before Tootie. Tootie, the turtle. Yes. For those of you new listeners that don't know, you might have to go back. There might be a there really great. There might be a jingle. Really great. Anthony, Tony Beeson, jingle in there. Yes. Yeah. You might want to go back and search that out. It's still my favorite. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, Roxy, let's get to some other things. Tiny little suggestion. Gaithersburg Book Festival, May 20th. Yes. Okay, Littles, if you ever wanted a DA moment, here's your chance. This is from Tori Clark. She says, hi, Facebook pals. Hope you are good. Lots of good authors coming up. Now, this is, of course, on her Chatter on Books podcast. If you're in the DMV on May 20th, Please come out to Boyer Park, I believe. It's B-O-H-R-E-R Park for the Gaithersburg Book Festival. David, Jamie, and I will be there for a special COB at 115 with author Teresa Runstedler. So lots going on. I mean, hello, Tori and DA are going to be there. Yeah. I would love to get down there for that because we have not met DA. Well, we haven't met Tori either, except on the podcast. We're still hoping to meet DA on the podcast. Hopefully that'll happen someday. But that is definitely our tiny little suggestion for this episode. So make sure you look that up. And if you are in the area, you are not going to want to miss that. Uh, We have a quick correction from the last episode. We had a few people talking about this. This is not my fault. This is what they said. But uh, Michael Richards (laughs) played Cosmo Kramer on Seinfeld. Not Michael Kramer. Not Michael Kramer, right. Yes. He, I, he was doing, yeah, anyway. Yes, we just combined the, yeah, we the just combined real the first name two. Yeah, right, 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 and the right, right, character right, right. name. It's but, fine. Uh, but we appreciate the correction, as always. <laughs> and then Roxy. Yeah, uh-oh. How tall is a penguin? <laughs> what did I say? Well, we were both, well, like, I was definitely much closer. You said, oh, one or two feet. And I was well, like, no. You go like, to the aquarium and they look small. Okay, well, the average penguin is three feet. 
foot seven inches. That's the average. So maybe they're shorter, but I don't think they're under three maybe feet. Maybe from looking at them from the glass window, maybe they appear smaller than they actually are. Well, I don't know. I mean, I will agree with you to the point where I had no idea. You yeah. Because you look at them and right. they don't look very tall. But because yeah. we we're they're so cute. Littles, this is referencing to our need to know facts.com that we read last episode where they were yeah. saying penguins used to be like six feet tall. Six yeah. higher bigger than six bigger feet. Bigger than six feet. So back in the day. Yeah. So let's get to some of the emails and then hopefully we'll have time for a quick story. This says, Dear Choxy, there is too much friction about the whole running thing. <laughs> some unsolicited marriage advice. Don't fight about running. <laughs> Did we fight? <laughs> it's fitness. It's a good thing to do. It's also something that folks are easily frightened away from trying. I know families that have grand pianos with no one in their house that can play it. Is he talking about? Now, Tony doesn't have a grand piano, but. No. And he says, why? Because they hope someday that someone will play the thing. Also, they hold a lot of framed pictures. That's true, too. That's very true. Running shoes can't hold framed pictures. They can hold a beautiful Christmas village, too. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Mm. Pianos. Yep. Yep. All right. If buying running outfits might lead to running, then you can't poo-poo it. (laughs) On the other hand, (laughs) if this goes on another year, then Chuck should start selling the sneakers on eBay. Yes. Okay. Why not set up a running date where you both go out and run? Roxy in her sequined outfits and Chuck in his normal cotton t-shirt. Now, just for the record, we do run together quite it's a bit. It's been a while. It's been a while. Well, yeah, Roxy's I, been a little sore from her new job. Yeah. Uh, I still go out, but mm-hmm. you, we did. We would run together quite yeah. often. I mean, all right, real quick story about that. The first time we ever did it, I was like, oh, we're going to run together. Okay, so here I'm thinking we're going to run next to each other and talk the whole time. Honestly, that's what I thought too, but then okay. I, I don't know what She's happened. She's like, but you were a slacker, and I just she took off. I did. So I was pissed that I didn't bring my headphones to listen to like Tony's <laughs> so, podcast or something. Yeah, so now he always brings the I headphones. mean, don't get me wrong. I don't mind running behind you because the view's pretty great, but I'm just <laughs> saying, you know, uh, but... No, normally a little hubby love there. Now, now we just uh, bring our own <laughs> headphones and do our own thing, but we still <laughs> run together. We go there and come back. And yep, yeah, all yep, okay. Yeah. He then goes on to say, Brandon doesn't like when parents fight. <laughs> <laughs> so I gave away who this is. Also, I feel a level of guilt because I pressured Roxy into purchasing 12 pairs of sneakers, <laughs> which are required, by the way. Yes. Unfortunately, Roxy, I'm sorry there is no tutu 1980s character from a sitcom. Yeah. P.S. What do you give a dog with a fever? Mustard. It's the best thing for a hot dog. <laughs> P.S.S. Happy birthday, Chuck. Oh. May your year be filled with softball, podcasts, drumming, littles, VHS, Survivor, <laughs> Greg Garcia, <laughs> Chunky, Over, and many other cool stuff. Episode 178, ABTA, HS. We will not do better the next time. I love that. Greg Garcia. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> All right, Roxy, what's next? Up next, we heard from... Jonathan P. Chopinski. Which we know how to say now. Yes, we do. Minor little spoiler there. He says, hi, Chuck. Hi, Roxy. Lowercase are called lowercase because in the olden days of print type setting, the regular letter type was stored in the lowercase. Capital letters were kept in the uppercase. Information for life. Jonathan P. Chopinski, Beltsville, Maryland. Whoa, that just blew my mind. I was today years old when I learned that, and that is really cool. All right. I didn't know that either, but that doesn't help me with the undercase over. <laughs> what was I saying? Underscore. Underscore, overscore, under whatever case, that was. Uppercase. Yeah. All right. What's yeah. next? Next, we heard from Roop Sharma, episode 48. Chuck, I did not graduate from high school early. You have met me in person, Chuck, so you should know that my pants are not smart, but my ass is. <laughs> Smiley face. <laughs> By the way, the city in Ohio is pronounced Lebanon. 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 I must be saying Lebanon. Lebanon. Because I think that's how they pronounce it in Tennessee, which is where my parents lived. Lebanon. Yeah. Lebanon. Lebanon. That's how they pronounce it. But not Lebanon. Lebanon. Oh, okay. That's too much. Okay. All right. Next, we heard from Mo, episode 86, in case you forgot, it says, (laughs) regarding reclining seats on flights, I have thoughts. First and foremost, everyone should be mad at the airlines for cramming us all in so tight. Yep. But as TK likes to quote, it all comes down to money. Yep. B, I have been on the receiving end of seat recliners who show no concern for who is behind them. In one case, breaking my laptop screen. (gasps) That was a fun business trip. This is what I'm talking about. Right. Now, I've often wondered this. Okay, because here's another big one I always wondered. Okay, when they serve the drinks and you have your laptop out. Now, I always, I'm, trust me, I'm paranoid about this. I close the top. Mm -hmm. Even when they're not for me, if they're reaching over, Mm -hmm. you know, because what happens if at that precise moment there's there's turbulence turbulence and they spill your drink in your laptop? Are they, I can't imagine the airline would pay for your computer. I don't know how that would work. I really don't. Yeah. Or if somebody else was walking by or something and spilled the drink, you know, 
I don't know how that works. Okay, but Mo, going back to that point, I am so angry for you. I don't know why. I just wanted to All have right, this moment I mean. of like, what the F? And I almost said oh, I the actual furious. word right now on air. I was so mad for you just now. Yeah, I, I can't believe that happened. I would be furious. Okay, then oh he says number gosh. three. I was recently on an eight-hour red eye, and there was no way I was not going to recline to try to get more comfortable and get some sleep. I didn't want to check with the person behind me because it wasn't about them. Even if it were a coworker or friend or family member, I still would have reclined, and they should do the same if that is what they want. Okay. Now, I've kind of said that. I just mm-hmm. said you were saying just some communication about yeah, it. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, on a red eye, I think all the rules are different. I really yeah. do. I mean, everybody, in my opinion, should be trying to sleep right. on a red eye, right. you would think. But maybe not. I, I think the rules change a little bit. Then he says, lastly, and in general, I recognize that air travel is not as comfortable and glamorous as it once was. Remember the days of smoking sections on planes? <laughs> now, Roxy, you don't remember those. No. I do. And that most people are just trying to get from point A to point two. See what I did there? Oh, my gosh. As little hassle as possible. So I try not to recline, and I try to help other travelers where possible. Put their bags overhead, change seats, make funny faces at kids. (laughs) Keep up the great work, and see you at Jingle Fest. Mo. That's nice. Yeah. All right. That's nice. What's next, Roxy? All right. We heard from Kristen LeBlanc, episode 176. I've only flown three times, and I was today years old when I found out that the seats on a plane can recline. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I don't think he flies very much. I think oh, he told us that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Now, but define recline. Like I said, we're talking like just inches. Kristen, we're talking inches. We're That's not talking. Uh, to me, a recliner is like a foot. More than a foot. More you know, than the a recline, foot. You know, the reclining chairs. I think that's what people think when they hear reclining. Yeah. They think, oh, you're going back so I can like take a nap mm-hmm. and like relax. That's yeah. not what this is. Unless you're in first class. First class is different yeah. depending on which flight or which down. plane. Yeah. I mean, it just depends. But yeah, no, th- we're not talking about, we're talking inches here. Yeah. That's what makes me go crazy because I'm like, it's just enough to make it uncomfortable for the person behind you. And or break their computer. Or break their computer screen. And I just don't see how that's enough to make your life that much better. Right. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. But anyway, then we're going to end with this. And then maybe we'll have time for a story. We'll see. This was actually a little special for me because I told the story about I kind of had a DA moment when Tony on the big show was talking about the Binghamton golf team. Yeah. And my friend who I went to college with, I went to her wedding Mm -hmm. and watched this kid grow up on her Facebook pages. Yep. Uh, And now he's become this kind of big time golfer in college. We'll see what happens. I mean, it'd be great for him to get out there and make something of it. We heard from Jen Sitz. That's her name. Yeah. I'm guessing episode never. I don't know. But anyway, (laughs) this is really sweet. She said, thanks for sending that. And that means the I sent her the clips from the big show and our show. Yep. And she said, and the kind words and plug for Ev. That's what she called. Evan. Yeah. His name's Evan Sitz from Binghamton. He got a kick out of it and he did know of Tony Kornheiser because I wasn't sure if they, cool. I, I said that on the podcast. I wasn't sure if either one would even know who Tony was. Mm-hmm. I went and listened to part of that episode and it's funny because Tony mentioned that someone in Cooperstown had found Tony's golf ball at Leatherstocking and had contacted him and the guy who emailed him was Jason Tabor, who I had taken math or education classes with. Small world. I mean, there's that once in a... Yeah. And that was crazy. So anyway, and I told her that if she wanted to hear the completion of that story, she should go listen to whatever episode that was on the big show because we got to the bottom of that whole golf ball thing, which was a lot of fun. So, all right. We don't really have time, Roxy, but you want to sneak one in? Okay. All right. So my birthday was on Thursday. Yes. And again, thank you to all the littles. I really appreciate all those that came to the Zoom call, just wished me on Facebook. You know, there were so many happy birthdays. We really, I I do really appreciate it. And as most people know, on Thursdays is Broadway show league mm-hmm. in central park yep and so Softball. our two managers for the team i'm playing for the parade team the, mm-hmm. uh, the broadway show parade yep and the two managers couldn't be there they know i manage other teams so i don't want to get into that they basically threw it at you yeah they so threw it at me and didn't give me much notice everything. and didn't give me much details and just said do it have fun. i was like okay <laughs> so i said okay re- reluctantly but i'm like i want to play i want to make sure the team's in good hands let's do it but so now i'm literally heading out to go to the ball field and one of the managers texts me and says oh kind of like a p.s Oh, by the way, Michael says he's bringing Nick Jonas and is going to play a couple innings with you all. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. What? Now, most people would be like, well, you know, whatever. I'm like, my first thought was, well, all right. See, here's the thing. Littles, if you're new listeners, you have to go back and listen because Ritz and I have pretty much thrown Nick under the bus a couple times because we played a decade ago. As we've said, people can change in a decade. But he was kind of a punk back then. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but he was a good player. Yeah. He's a good third baseman. I've said that. I'm on the record saying that. But my first, of course, thought was he's not on our roster. That's illegal. You can't do that. Blah, blah, blah. But, of course, the commissioner was like, it's Nick freaking Jonas. I'm going to make this happen. So, yes. So we got to do that. 
the biggest little I know that's one of the biggest fans has got to be Jolene Wojcik. <laughs> and so I sent her a picture because we got a team photo afterwards. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to play with us again. We'll uh, see. But it went well. We won the game 9-8, thank goodness, in extra innings. Oh, my it gosh. Was a, it was a nightmare, It was a honestly, nail-biter. Because mm-hmm. I'm trying to throw everything together. But so for my 50th birthday, yes, I said it, 50th birthday, we got to play softball with Nick Jonas. Yes. So, I mean, that's kind of cool. Yeah. All right. So we have other birthday stories. I kept the book and I got to say, you know... Bottom top. So, Nick, you're on deck. <laughs> or, I've, Nick, don't make that error that again at third oh base. Oh, my gosh. We'll get into that. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Littles, thank you for everything again for the birthday. I really appreciate it. And thank you for listening to the Loyal Littles podcast. Most importantly, thank you, Tom Hart. Yes. Literally hours later. Oh, my gosh. After we requested he come on the podcast, he was so there great. for us. Took the time. It was so great. I'm sure he, with his busy schedule with ESPN and everything, don't forget to watch your DC Defenders in the championship. In the championship against, I think it's, I believe it's Arlington. Yeah. 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 In San Antonio. So they're going to have the home field advantage technically yeah. there, I think, but I don't know if it'll really matter. Anyway, he's going to be on the broadcast. So that'll be exciting. And then, of course, thank you, George Mallet, again, once more for coming on for five mediocre minutes this episode. Just the horse racing stuff. It's a real connection for me. And, he was the first person I thought of because Tony drops him all the time, you know, his name about yep. his wonderful paintings and, of course, his knowledge of the horses. It was just great to have him back on. It's yeah. been a while since we talked to him. So, all right, Roxy, I think that's it. Tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. Just go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. Everything you need is right there. And make sure if you do listen to us on Apple and iTunes, you do go over and give us a nice rate and review over there. It does help, and we do very much appreciate it. Real quick, if you need a grip for your stick, stickgrip.com. If you need a book, go to aaronsbooks.com. And don't forget to use our code. LLPOD. If you're on Aaron's Books, you put it in the comment section. Yes. Stick Grip, there's a place for promotional promotional codes. So I guess that's it, Roxy. That's it. Big episode. Yeah. Enjoy the the derby everyone yes i'm gonna watch it on delay so no spoilers I'm just kidding <laughs> i won't be on social media i'll watch it as soon as i get home yep and as always if you are out shopping online tonight don't forget to use the code bye i got the horse You have spent your life just waiting on a miracle. I'm your miracle man. Cause the hour dances empirical. 
Loyal Littles podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. He and I have really very rarely been on the same horse. Oh, yeah.